0: Welcome everybody to the Last Lap Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Pearson, bringing you all the action from one of the most thrilling, most exciting, one of the most closely fought Grand Prix of the season, from Greenstone, home of the Green Ducks. And joining me tonight, as always, live from Perth, Australia, fresh from his appearance on Raw Prawn Stars, it's Darren Dazagunderson. Gunderson. G'day everybody. Oh, and if anybody notices my uh, rookie jersey in the pawn shop, could you buy it back for me? and making a surprise return to the podcast a man that I really didn't think we'd see again but there you go um welcome Jean-Paul Lemarb definitely not Bob oh oui, oui. thank you to all my adoring fans for all your love and forgiveness in this hard time well thank you Bob i mean Jean-Paul um anyway so what a race what a race Greenstone, well, we, I think we all looked at that track and we were a bit like, this is incredibly technical. Are, are the marbles really going to be able to put on a great race? But, you know, you have to hand it to the Green Ducks. They produced a track that probably produced the race of the season. If if there was a race to show a you know a, a seasoned neutral, uh, as I should say, um, what Marbula 1 is all about, I think that race pretty much had absolutely everything in it. Um, you know, action at the front, midfield, controversy at the back it was just well it had everything but i think we've got to start right at the top of the race with the the three marbles that i think probably made the race for everybody um the o-rangers thunderbolts and mellow yellow really putting on a, a clinic i think at the front um pretty much eclipsing everybody else in the field nobody else stood a chance really honestly andrew i have to say that if the the term classic is overused but this was a classic even though it seemed like the O-Rangers had this sewn up from the second lap onwards, Thunderbolt's amazing fastest lap and well, let's just say a slightly aggressive move to to get passed into the lead just changed the whole concept of the race. They they've been fighting with Mallow Yellow, who do you know? What I mean, by all other standards, would have had a fantastic race. Um, but you know, this time around, it was it was a fight from first to second, second and third, and then back up to first. And then, just when you thought it was all over, bang! engine's back in there, climbing first, smashing his way through to victory. Did you notice? He was four seconds behind Thunderbolt on that penultimate lap. Four seconds behind. Now, I think any other marble probably gives up at that stage. They they look, see the distance between them and go, you know what, (laughs) there's no way I'm catching him. But engine didn't give up, sailed past, into the lead, and, well, he won marble MVP, and that's all you've got to know about it. Oh yes, I have to agree with Darren here, uh, even in my French en-defence to the whole thing, I have to say, I was on the edge of my seat. You literally could not turn your head for a second or you missed so much action. It was a little surprise to me to find that uh, Marbula One was trending on Twitter at such an amazing rate after that race, absolutely superb from start to finish. You know, there is a reason why they call it Grand Prix racing, but I believe the audience in this particular case was the winner of the Grand Prix. Indeed, you may say the Jean Mello, I mean uh, Mellow Yellow, uh, may be very disappointed in this race, but I think in such a classic, you have to accept that sometimes you are the bit part prayer on another marble stage absolutely uh mellow yellow they have to understand that sometimes it, it, these races just don't go for you all the time but they can take tremendous credit from that beautiful pole position and actually what they did during the race was a, was a really sensible a really steady planned race yes in this case it didn't pan out but you know they're only you know there's 75 points left to go in this season they are not out of this at all they've done more than enough to keep themselves in the hunt for you know at least the top 3 uh, you know and the win is not out of the question yet well, that is an excellent point, Darren, actually. Yes, with, with 75 points, there's very few teams that are complete. Well, in fact, no team is mathematically out of actually taking over first place. Uh, even the Hornets in last place could theoretically, if results go their way, still win Marbula 1. So, yes, absolutely. Mellow Yellow must uh, must keep their chin up and uh, take this one, uh, and you know, and just carry on from there. Speaking of the leaders, really, I guess, well, you know, we're, we're talking points here. Um, team Galactic, the Hazers, and Savage Speeders... Not such a good race uh, for any of our lead teams. Um, team Galactic with a very, very poor qualifying session. Um, managing to salvage, really, something from this race um, by pulling themselves back up into uh, eighth place. Uh, the Hazers, well, I think the only team that can be more disappointed than them is probably the Savage Speeders. Well, indeed, uh, that is... <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this, if I'm completely honest. I I tried to analyse their races, and, well, I think Hazes will look back and see that, realistically, what what happened to them um, was a a case that it's it's first lap. uh, They've gone into the twisty section expecting, I think, that from fifth they'd be able to defend their position easily, and, well, look. They, I'm pretty sure they thought that Team Momo would be an easy victim for them early on in the race, uh, and probably the Thunderbolts as well. I, I think they were expecting that third place was pretty much on the plate for them. But a disastrous, uh, you know, opening lap, followed by simply losing places after places, ending up in dead last by lap three. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, they can count themselves kind of lucky that they pulled themselves back to where they were, even though they didn't score any points. Um, I guess that's a mark of the team, they they clearly are a great team, there's there's no denying it, but uh, in, in this particular instance, you know, it's 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 not a case of unluckiness here, I, I really think there was probably a little bit of complacency, a little bit of thinking that, you know, they had at least a big haul of points in the bag, especially with both, um, you know, Team Galactic and Savage Speeders starting relatively far back on the grid. Well, let's talk about the Savage Speeders. I, I kind of feel I I, I have have given them a bit of a commentator's curse after pointing out how uh, Rapidly was probably the most consistent, maybe the MVP marble of the season so far. Um, really pretty disastrous from him today. Can we work out why that was? Well, I, I, I hate to be the kind of person to air somebody's dirty laundry uh, in public, but, uh, well, if you look at my Instagram, you will see that... Uh, in the lead-up for this race, uh, Rapidly was out partying quite a lot, uh, not taking his training seriously, I believe. I mean, as late as on this Thursday evening, he was seen at a titbit from the Joe Biker's birthday party, uh, leaving at 3 o'clock in the morning looking um, tired and emotional, I believe is the phrase you like to use. Uh, some would say this is not the way to prepare yourself for a Marbula 1 race. Yeah, I, I think the coach will be taking him aside for a, a stern word, making sure that he understands that the, you know this kind of behaviour just isn't appropriate. These are professional athletes; they need to be preparing, you know, all week for the, for these races. They come thick and fast. You you can't take two days out of a training schedule to uh, go and have a booze up with your mates. It's just not going to happen. Well, I believe our roving reporter is actually at the mountaintop training retreat uh, for the Hazers, uh, looking uh, to grab an interview with uh, Hazy, the captain um, of the Hazers, about his disappointing performance in the race. Um, Roger, are you there? Ah, hello, Andrew. Yes, I'm coming to you live from this jagged peak in the middle of absolutely nowhere. I do have an interview lined up with uh, uh, Hazy. He's here somewhere. If I could... See through this damn fog. Um, uh, bear with me a second. I, I think I see him over there. Give me, give me two seconds. Okay, Roger, uh, we'll wait for you to uh, go and find your interviewee. Ah, yes, here he is. Ah, uh, uh, no, no, uh, that's a pumpkin. Uh oh wait, I think I see him over there. I'll just run over to him. And uh, oh. uh, uh, Roger, watch out for that tree oh. root. Ah! Oh dear. Well, moving swiftly on, um, let's talk about the Limers, who, uh, well, I mean, Origin was a shoe-in, realistically, for um, MVP of the race. But really, I-, I think you've got to be looking at um, good old Lime starting, you know, um, just four places off the back, Um Jumping massively on the first lap, and then just climbing places really to score what's a really impressive fourth place. Probably, you know, in a lot of ways, you might have looked at Team Galactics rise to be one of the best, but but Limers eclipsed them really with with such a great showing. Oh man, uh, the things I could say about Lime Lime, uh, the superlatives, the the man is just. He's out of this world. What a great competitor. And do you know what one of the other things is? He's one of the nicest human beings that you could ever meet. We, uh, we did a telethon uh, last, last year, I think it was, uh, Marbles in Need, and, well, the guy was just on form the whole entire time, keeping everybody's spe- spirits up, um, getting involved in absolutely everything, making a complete fool of himself just to raise money for those less fortunate than himself. I, I really, you know, I am so pleased to see him doing well. I have to say, I think his uh, his performance here comes from uh, an understanding of the track that a lot of the other marbles were not able to get a hold of in a quick enough amount of time. I'm not sure if it's the sort of semi-aquatic nature uh, of Greenstone where they've had to, you know, reclaim so much land to build the track, uh, but you know, with the undulations that you see in that that kind of um, you know environment, um, it's all about. Riding right the waves uh, of the tire and, and finding the lines that you know are not necessarily what everybody else is going for, and I think that's really where this victory came from. And of course, he's outscoring his uh, compatriot uh, 24 points to one at this stage. Um, what does that say about Sublime? Is it time for a change? No, no, I do not think you will be seeing a change in the limers, uh, anytime soon. Um, Sublime. Okay, the results have not gone his way, uh, but I know that he provides uh, such moral support for everybody in the Limes. Uh, he is invaluable. Uh, you will see that without a marble like this, within the team structure, uh, teams are, are want to uh, to give up and, and fade in races because they have nobody to fight for. Uh, but in this case, Sublime, I think, really lifts everybody in that team. Um, if only their fans could stop fighting for five minutes, I'm sure they would pick up on the lovely vibes from everybody inside the team. You know, uh, that's a really good set of points, really. It's something we maybe often forget as as commentators and, and analysers and, and fans of the sport is that there are real people uh, behind, the, you know, these races. The, the competitors, they aren't robots. Um, they're going out there, doing their best week in, week out. And... Yeah, it's difficult to see, you know, the, the community is such a wonderful community in the main, but there's there's always going to be one or two trolls out there who want to make life difficult. And something we want to address on the podcast is the treatment of Mary from Team Primary, who over the weekend suffered some terrible abuse online. Um, and, you know, it, it's unfair to put everything on the shoulders of one marble. Um, this sport is ruthless, Uh and however hard you try, however much effort you put in, um, sometimes it will just not go your way. And Mary is suffering through one of, those, um, one of those periods. And I think what we really need to see is everybody in the sport rallying around and, and showing her love uh, and making sure that she feels, you know, knows that she is appreciated within this community. Um, we don't want to see marbles going off with mental health issues. And I think it's very important that we build up and don't tear down. Oh, oui, oui. Oh, yeah. Right here, here, on. Right here. On. So getting back to the on-track action, uh, let's talk about two teams that have both at different times shown amazing promise, but probably haven't been able to sustain that through the rest of the season, Um, and that being Balls of Chaos and the Snowballs. Um, Both teams, you know, having singular good results, uh, but, you know, this race kind of... I guess it's a demonstration of of how their season has gone. You know, they they could have been better, could have been worse. Um, But, you know... It shows how quickly things can change in the sport, I think. You know, it, it costs big bickies to uh, run a team in Marbula One. These teams are not here just to participate. So I, I'm sure, you know, analysing everything, both teams want to be doing better. But, you know, they're sitting on 26 and 25 points, respectively, Um and the Limers, with one result, have, have caught up right behind them. And in fact, the Thunderbolts have been able to overtake them now. Uh, at the start of the season, I don't think anybody was predicting that kind of finish. Um, but that's how it goes sometimes. Is there something that you can kind of pinpoint to about what's causing them to, to you know, not show the, the early promise? What's, what's gone wrong for them, do you think? You know, if I'm honest, I think it's kind of down to a reticence to uh, throw themselves fully into the races. Uh, we've been showing in the last few races that, that aggression really does pay off. You've, you've got to be putting pressure on the marble in front and really keeping the marble uh, behind you. B- behind you. Um, and I, I feel that these teams are just kind of... They're afraid to give it a burrow, really. They're not, they're not going to chuck it into a corner and wait and see what happens and let the other marble make the decision about whether there's a collision. Yes, I believe this is a psychological issue, uh, rather than something like pure talent. Uh, We know these teams can perform, uh, and they just are not showing it. This is something deeply rooted in the psyche. Uh, You know, I believe that these teams can come back from this, uh, but it's going to take effort from the coach, more so than any training regime. Well, we can probably find out right now what's going on uh, with Balls of Chaos. We have uh, a roving reporter on scene in uh, Hun uh, home of Balls of Chaos, uh, looking to uh, get a word with their captain. Uh, Yes, hello Andrew, Ian here. Um, I am uh, with the captain of uh, Balls of Chaos, Anarchy. Uh, uh, Anarchy, could you uh, tell us uh, what are your thoughts and feelings after uh, such a disappointing race at Greenstone? Um, anarchy? Are you... What does that mean? No, I... Read the note? Okay, uh, let me... uh... I am on a vow of silence until the next race. Oh. Well, um, yes, it doesn't look like I'll be uh, getting any response from uh, anarchy of the balls of chaos, so uh, back over to you, Andrew. I don't suppose you could tell me where the toilet is, could you? Yeah, mate, it's just over the... Oh, you mother... And thank you, Ian. Well, let's finish off the uh, podcast by talking about two teams who, by their standards, had a really excellent race, scoring great points and pulling themselves further up the the table. That is the Rojo Rollers and everybody's favourite second team, Team Momo. Well, an amazing fifth place for Rojo Rollers and sixth place for Team Momo. These are the kind of results that uh, teams you know, who are languishing near the bottom of the table, uh, or have been rock bottom in the case of Team Momo, they they need these little victories, you know, it, all right? It's not a race victory, but it certainly puts a lot of points on the board compared to where they were. And when you're fighting around teams at the bottom, not quite sure, uh, you know, how the season is going to end and, and when he might score points next, having a haul of points like this can really, you know, push you on, and, and, and at the next race, you're going to be looking forward to it rather than worrying that, you know, oh, God, it's going to be another race where we don't score any points. Yes, it, I think you look at the ro- or, or Rollers, for example, uh, they are now just four points behind the Raspberry races. Uh, and we know these teams are friends, and there's probably a lot of friendly rivalry uh, going on at the end of the season, but uh, these teams want to win, and there's, there's no denying this. Team Momo, on the other hand, I think are just looking to extend the gap between them and the Hornets in last place. Uh, really, for an established team like Team Momo, uh, even with the lack of results, they will be expecting not to end up dead last, uh, and results like these will help them uh, achieve that goal, I believe. What does this means for the Hornets? Well, uh, I guess only time will tell. Well, and it will not be long to wait before we see uh, the next action on track. Uh, We will be coming to you after the short circuit, home of the Thunderbolts, after a great result, um, possibly being the first thing that might be coming off of a good result and and ready to uh, break the host's curse. Will we see it happen in season? Who knows? Uh, But we'll be looking forward to bringing you all the action from what looks to be a very fast-paced short circuit, as the name suggests, um, which may, you know, suddenly uh, throw a spanner in the works for all of these teams who have been preparing for these long races recently. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to my guests, Darren. Thanks very much. And really, if anybody can buy my stuff back, that'd be ripper. And thank you to Jean-Paul. Bonne nuit, mes amis. We shall see you at this circuit next week. And thank you very much for tuning in, too. Uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Please check out all of the great marble action from the archives on Helly's Marble Runs uh, on YouTube. It's well worth a chance to catch up from the uh, Marble Rally 2016 or Marble League 2016 to uh, see where all of the uh, sports started and, and really get to learn all you can about all the marbles and all the teams in this sport. So thanks very much, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Andy here. Just wanted to thank you, GGhost27 from Reddit for his wonderful lap-by-lap charts, which every week make uh, writing this podcast so much easier. Uh, thanks to is obviously, for letting us uh, do this podcast. Just a reminder that we are an unofficial podcast, uh, not affiliated particularly with the uh, marbles, just enjoying his content and uh, trying to make the most out of it. Uh, just a little reminder that we are still looking for people to um, create uh, and Um, add content for the uh, podcast. If you think that you have a skit idea that you would like to send in, please send it uh, with an MP3 file explaining uh, what you want to use it for to submissions at Last Lap Podcast, and we'll be looking to put it in the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.